Welcome into the Legendary Ones podcast. I'm your host, Rusty Ellis, joined this week by a former Livingston Academy legend from 2020, former goalkeeper of the Lady Cats, Tori Hines. Tori, I'm glad you're here with us today. I'm happy to be here. Thank you for having me. Joining over Zoom, unfortunately, but I get we'll make it work, right? Yeah, yeah. We always always make it work somehow, some way. <laughs> so, Tori, uh, we. You know, when I first interviewed you, you were obviously uh, – I think I don't think I interviewed you your junior year ever. I don't no. think I did. No. I think the I only one I ever interviewed was Jenna. So. Yeah, I, I don't first, remember ever talking to you junior year. So. <laughs> well, that's on me then. Uh, but uh, one thing we always – we talked a lot about your senior year and about, you know, the successful year that the entire Livingston Academy girls soccer program had. But one thing we never discussed was how you first got into soccer. And so as someone that's, you know, you're now playing at the collegiate level, where did that start? Where did the sport of soccer first interest you? Well, see, soccer never crossed my mind, actually. Like, from the time I was in kindergarten all the way up until, like, well, I guess high school, I guess, in a way, I wasn't really interested in soccer. I played basketball. That's all I did from the time I was little till, like I said, till freshman year. But uh, my seventh grade year, I actually went to church with one of my former teammates, Caitlin Huntley, all my life. And they were always talking to me being like, you should try soccer. You should try soccer. And my trainer was like, you need to try this out. I think you do good at this. And I'm like, no, I don't, I don't know about that. But seventh grade year, uh, I was like, you know, might as well. I'm like, I only have a couple more years of middle school left. I mean, we'll just try it and see how it works. So I started off playing rec league I believe my seventh grade year and then I joined the middle school team as well that same year so seventh grade year was kind of when I just got started but I started off as a defender actually I was not a goalkeeper at all and then I got to eighth grade year and they were like oh yeah you played basketball we don't have a goalkeeper (laughs) anymore so we'll stick you in there and you just do your thing and I'm like okay so it was kind of it wasn't planned. I never thought I would be in soccer, but you know, here we are now. I thought I would still be playing basketball, but you know, things change over time. So, so, that, so they put you in net on a whim. Did you ever see it going as far as it obviously has taken you now? No, I could would have never imagined like the things that came <laughs> with this. I would have never dreamed of that. Like I thought that I would be going to college to play basketball, doing this stuff with basketball. Like not no idea that it would end up taking me this far, and that I would honestly love a sport as much as I do. That I had no desire to play in the beginning whatsoever. So it's it's been a it's been a trip. So the basketball part's interesting to me because I know basketball is another sport at Livingston that, is, you know, that people really support. Of course, at Livingston, you know, the support for every program there, regardless of where the program is at, you know, whether it's rebuilding or it's winning a lot, the program is typically – every program is supported out there. Did the thought ever cross your mind to play both, or was there just not enough time, not enough hours in the day for you to play soccer and basketball? Well, see, the thought was there to play both because all through middle school, I did play both. Like, I did basketball and soccer at the same time. Like, I would go straight from my middle school basketball practice and go to soccer practice or sometimes even go to a game, like, right after. So, like, after doing that all through middle school and just having to, you know, work both schedules at the same time and then with travel and school ball, like, all of that, I had no time and I was just – I was sick of always having to be doing something everywhere. So, I was like, you know – we're just going to go with this. I'm like, I've played basketball long enough. And honestly, I felt that I had the opportunity for more seeing how it went the kind of the first two years. And I was like, you know, I really love this sport. Like my love for basketball was kind of, yeah, cause I had been at it for so long. And I was like, you know, we'll stick with this and just see what happens. So 
I mean, yeah, <laughs> it worked. It worked out. It all works out. So you mentioned playing defend. You played as a defender at first. Yes. Do you think that helped you a lot when it came to learning how to play keeper? Did that? Did was there anything you were able to apply there? Uh, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> I told you how much I know about soccer. <laughs> I was literally like it. Being a goalkeeper is a completely different position from every other position on the field. Like it's got its own like set of rules that you have to be following and thinking about the whole time. It's got its own like physical needs that need you need to be ready for and be met with. Sure, you don't have to run around the field like everyone else, but you know, you're going to be like throwing yourself around. Like you still have an 18 yard box to run around in, but you're going to be throwing yourself around and you got to just be able to kind of be super quick and everything. And I, I had no idea. No, there was nothing about being a defender that helped me, honestly, other than the fact that it helped me know what I needed to tell my defenders. That was my only thing that it taught me is it was like, well, I was in their shoes and I wanted to hear this while I was there. So I'm going to tell them that. But okay. but keep in mind also, whenever I was thrown as this defender, they were like, just keep the ball away from the goal. And I said, okay, I can do that. <laughs> I didn't really learn much about the position. They simplified it down for you. Yeah, because it was my first year. I was like already in seventh grade. They were like, just just keep the ball over there. And I'm like, okay, I can do that. So, no, not much really correlated there. But like I said, only thing was is just knowing what to say to my defenders. So, so I, I want to get your take on this. And I think I know what you'll say. So across all of sports, there's there's at least one position in every sport that is considered much more high leverage than any other sport or than any other position. So in football, I would think you'd think that the two positions would probably be the quarterback and the kicker because of how much of an impact you can make on the game as one person. Okay. And then in basketball, it might be the point guard because yeah. you're in control of the offense. Exactly. Where do you think being a goalkeeper in soccer? Because I think that we can both agree being a goalkeeper in soccer, you can win the game. You need your teammates, obviously, but you control a lot of what happens at your end of the field. Yeah. Uh, where do you where do you think that ranks in terms of you know most stressful positions, most relied upon positions in all sports? Most stressful, I can definitely say number <laughs> one. Most stressful. Oh my gosh, because it's like everyone's always like, if you make a mistake, just remember that it got through everyone else. And it's like, yeah, but if I make a mistake, that's a point on the board. <laughs> like that's that's a lot of weight on someone's shoulders. But definitely in terms of stress. Personally, I would say number one, and I think my mom could tell, could agree with that. <laughs> She's like, I am the most stressed out parent up here. And I'm like, I have no doubt. But um, as for like just importance to the game, I definitely think it's a super like important position, obviously. Cause I mean, you know, you're the last line of defense in the goal. Like I said earlier, if it gets past you, I mean, that could, that could lose a game. I mean, that's simple as it is. But I definitely think that it, it ranks pretty high up there above all the other positions. I don't want to be like, yeah, it's, it's number one. I, I don't want to be that person. But I definitely think that it ranks up there pretty high. I mean, it's just as important to have a super good defense against something as it is to have a super good offense. So, like, your forwards and your goalkeeper are both equally important, but just in their own separate ways, sort of. So I like to believe that I've seen one of at least at this from what we saw in high school and from the you know that level of play I saw the best version of of you in net. What was that very first game when you were in net and your in your career? What was that game like? <laughs> um, I try not to remember that honestly because I felt like I 
was just thrown into something. I had no idea what to do. I was like, oh my God, what am I doing? What am I doing back here? I don't know what to do in this situation. And it's like, there were certain rules that I had no idea about. And I was like, and then I would do something wrong and the ref would be like, you, you can't do that. And I'm like, I can't, <laughs> I didn't know that, I'm sorry. The, the first time I was thrown in goal, I mean, don't get me wrong, it wasn't a bad experience. It was just terrifying. It, I was so scared because I knew that it was a stressful position and I knew it was important. And I'm just like, if I mess up, everyone's going to be mad at me and then we're going to lose the game and I don't want to be the one to do that. So it was, it was an interesting experience, but I mean, it was fun. I enjoyed it. I learned that I enjoyed playing with my hands much better than I did with my feet and that I was a lot more comfortable with myself like that. Even in just one game, I was able to be like, yeah, I think I need to be here rather than here. And also, I didn't like the, I liked the fact that I didn't have to run. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I think anybody would be nice. like that. Yeah, I'm like, I, I enjoy the fact that I don't really have to run around. So, but, you know, we don't, we don't have to mention that one. So, especially learning a new position, how then important did the idea of, you know, travel ball and putting in work away from practice, how much of an impact and how much of a difference did that make for you? Travel ball was a had a super big impact like on my in my position as like a goalkeeper and like me learning the position because in middle school and everything and even in high school I did not personally have many resources available to me to have the training like necessary to be a goalkeeper I mean I was like yeah I know I'm supposed to catch the ball I know I'm supposed to clear it out like I know I'm supposed to do these things but I just don't know the proper way how and the way that would best benefit like the team and would make it easier for everybody so in travel ball I actually met the person who trained me who's been the only person to give me any actual goalkeeper training so you could say that travel ball was super super important for me because of that person and to this day I mean I still literally like owe everything to them because they taught me how to be a goalkeeper they taught me to be comfortable and like diving and just going down on the ground which is very scary if you don't know what you're doing because uh, you've got people running at you at full speed and it's like oh what do I do but um, no travel ball was definitely super important in just teaching me the basics and also just getting me more used to my feet because even as a goalkeeper you still have to be able to use your feet some to be able to distribute it out and sometimes you just can't get your hands on it you know mm -hmm. and so it was really important to me because my coach helped work with like work with me on that sort of thing and if I wouldn't have had that like I'm not sure if I would have been up to the level that I'm at now so I mean not by any means am I good with, great with my feet absolutely not my hands is where I'm where I'm good with but it still could have been a whole lot worse if it wouldn't have been for travel and it also just gets you used to a much higher like pace of game and a much I don't it gets you used to a much like higher caliber of game, like play, like much harder shots, shots, much more skillful shots from different angles and everything. And just playing with a completely different like skill level. I mean, it, it was, it was huge. It was huge. So definitely very, very important. <laughs> <laughs> so let's, let's talk about then your senior year. So, well, we'll talk about that in a second. There actually is one question I've, I've wanted to ask. Uh, former Livingston players for a while now, especially in the last two years. Uh, I have to ask what the first time meeting David Sadler was like, or, or the first time you realized he was going to be your coach. Because the first time I ever spoke to David Sadler, he, you know, the first thing he said was, well, I'm not, I'm not, you know, the, 
I'm not, I wasn't the coach last year, you know, I'm brand new and I've coached youth football for however long. And how, how different was that from ha versus having a coach that's maybe been involved in the game of soccer? And what was that first time like realizing this was going to be your coach? Honestly, I mean, I'm not going to lie. I was a little concerned because I was like, <laughs> first of all, I was like, I know personally, I knew I wasn't where I was at in my, like where I needed to be in my like knowledge of soccer and my skill set wasn't developed to the point that it needed to be. It's still not because you can always improve. But I knew that I wasn't to a good point yet. And I knew that there would be other like girls coming in on the team that weren't to that point either. And I was a little worried because I was like, how is somebody who's not, really ever played soccer, who doesn't really know the game that well, how are they going to train us to be like the best possible team to play soccer that we can? Because I mean, it's a, like, you have to have the skill to be able to play the game. I mean, that's just all there is to it. And I was a little concerned as to how we were going to develop that skill, especially as a team. I mean, I know there were girls already there that, you know, they were doing really well, but everyone just collectively, I was just concerned as to what was going to happen. And I was also like, what if it gets ran by like, like a football practice or something like that? I was like, we're, we're not football players. I mean, sure, it feels like it sometimes, but we're not football players. So I was definitely nervous. But, you know, after meeting David and getting used to his coaching style and just seeing that he wanted the best for us and he did everything in his power to give us the best opportunities that he could. And he coached us in whatever way that he thought would be most beneficial for us. So like once I got to know him better and got more used to him, I got a lot more comfortable with the idea. I was like, you know, he might not understand the sport very well. He might not have ever coached it, but he genuinely wants us to do well. And he genuinely wants to coach us and help us, even though he doesn't really know what's going on. So that made me a lot more confident in him as a coach. And obviously my confidence was you know, obviously well worth it. I mean, he coached us up to, to state. I mean, you know, so definitely nerve wracking experience at first, but once we got used to him and got used to his coaching style, it was, it was all pretty smooth sailing from there. I will say uh, he definitely got us in shape. That's for sure. <laughs> we needed that. A lot of running. We needed that. It wasn't something we were used to, but it was, it was very important to helping us get to where we got to. So I will say this, as many coaches that I've ever spoken to, and I've told him this before, I, I don't think that I've seen or met another coach that had his teams back as much as he oh, did yeah. in terms of rooting for you on the sideline, you know, celebrating you when you did something good, as well as, you know, obviously teaching when he felt like something wasn't done the right way. Uh, how how much does that help a team when, when you have a coach like that? It helps so much. It is so important to have like a good support system behind you. Like you, I mean, sure, you've got your teammates, you've got your parents and everything, but it is so important to have a coach behind you that supports you and that wants the best for you and that doesn't want just, just to tear you down for every mistake and doesn't want to just get angry at you every time there's a mistake. Someone that understands like, yeah, mistakes happen, but this is how we can learn from it. You've got it next time. Like it is so important to have a coach like that who's just supportive, who's always there for you. And who's honestly just like, even ready to like fight for you whenever <laughs> the game's not going our way. Like refs aren't making calls. I've other seen that. Being, yeah, other players are being pretty violent, you know? I mean, it, it's really, it's a really good feeling to have a coach like that, that you know has your back no matter what's going on and you know that's going to be there for you no matter how the game's going so it's really important 
so now the big year 2020 uh, and a lot of people when you say the big year 2020 don't have necessarily the most positive memories from that <laughs> year uh that's a funny use of words there uh, yeah. but <laughs> but uh when did you know, obviously you guys had that big run to state, you won, you know, you won countless big games, you achieved a lot of your goals, just about all of them, I'd say, outside of winning a state championship. When did you know that this was a special team? Or was there a moment where you realized this team could do something special? I mean, honestly, I had the feeling that our team was special from the beginning because the thing that's important to realize is, like, I had been with that team since I started playing, like in seventh grade, like they were the ones that I first met and then I played with all the way up until that point. So like, I always knew that we had potential in us and that we had the ability to be something like great and that we were, we had the chance to go farther than any other team from Livingston Academy in women's soccer had gone before. So honestly, that feeling was always kind of there, but whenever I finally like realized it, I would say, honestly, it was after, in my junior year, whenever we we got put out in the, I think it was, what, the quarterfinals, maybe? I could be wrong about that. I mean, sure, we got put out, but my thing was, is I knew we had all of our girls coming back. We weren't losing anybody, and I was like, you know what? I really think next year, we're going to be a force to be reckoned with. We're hungry. We want it now. We've had a taste of it. I'm like, I genuinely think that we're going to be something next year. And whenever we just kept going on our winning streak throughout our regular season, and then we made it to districts again, and we we won in districts, we won in regionals, we just kept going. And I was like, you know what? This We're going all the way. We're getting there. I mean, I'm like, I don't know how we'll do it once we get there, but we're going to get there. One of the funniest moments that I've had being a sports reporter happened after the Cookville game where y'all tied them. And I'm sure you know what I – you might remember what I'm about to say. It was after uh, – I, I don't remember who it was that scored to tie the game late in the second half for y'all. But it was a tie game, and I asked you after the game something about, you know, you know, you making big stops and holding teams to, you know, almost scoreless performances. Is that, you know, is that a regular thing for you now? And you looked at me and you went, it's going to be. <laughs> and, and that is one of the funniest things anyone has ever said was just the way the amount of energy and the amount of aggression that was put into that answer it was hysterical but how much of a measuring stick was a game like that against Cookville that again another good program they're in a higher classification they were a game away from being a state and a lot of people believed if they replayed that game against Storch Creek I mean you know if ifs and buts, you know, were candies yeah. and uh, candy nuts, right? But yeah. if if they, a lot of people believe that they replayed that, they might actually win that game. Yeah. How important was that game for showing you guys how much you could compete against schools, even if they were bigger than you all? That game was so like that was such like a turning point for us in the season. Even though like we really hadn't been losing yet at that point, but that was such a turning point for us because we realized we're just like, you know. I mean, don't get me wrong, we love the Cookville girls, like, we know and play with them mostly, like, in travel and everything, but we're like, you know, the fact that we came in here and beat a big school like Cookville, who almost always mops the floor with us every single time that we play them in soccer, which, I mean, I don't like to admit that, because I've been on the side of that multiple times, but it's true, I mean just to see that we actually we had the ability to do something like that and that our team could pull something off I was it was just the most amazing feeling I think any of us have ever felt and hence why I was a little aggressive <laughs> and excited at the end of the game uh, <laughs> but it was just such an important thing for us because we not realized we're like 
if we stick together and if we just keep pushing, even in the face of something that, you know, most of the time we don't come out on top of, if we just keep pushing and just keep fighting and stick together, good things are going to happen out of that. And it just showed us that we did have the skill set to do what we wanted to do and showed us that we could accomplish like really big things that season. It was just, it was just a big moment for all of the team because it just proved to everybody that we weren't someone to be looked down upon. I mean, like a game like that, people shouldn't come expecting being like, oh yeah, we're going to lose. Like, no, like they need to expect great things from us. And that was just a really big thing for us because it just gave us a lot of respect for ourselves. And I think it also helped to give other people respect for us that we actually like really deserved. So it was just a huge game overall, like big accomplishment for all of us involved. And you could ask any girl on that team or any parent there that night and they could all tell you the exact same thing. The energy that night was, that was the best game I think I've ever been a part of like in my career. So it was, it was awesome. So besides wanting to go to state, there was one goal I heard over and over and over again from not just you, but from, you know, Kaylin Huntley, from Jenna Harris, from pretty much every player I talked to last year, Jada, I, Jada probably said it at some point as well, was we want to beat Cumberland County. And yeah. I have to, I have to ask, where did that, because very few times do you hear a team bring up another and it, there not be some meaning behind why they want to beat them was what, what was it that, that made this an important – or made them – I don't know, I don't know if, like, if you can call it a rivalry, really, because obviously they're in Crossville, you're in Livingston. I mean, it's not, it's not like y'all are that close to each other. But you're in the same district, and y'all were the two best teams in the district. Where did that kind of start, and why were they the ones that, I guess, so to speak, you had in your crosshairs? Honestly, I, I couldn't tell you when that started. The whole time <laughs> that I had been, like, at Livingston playing soccer, it was always – we got to beat Crossville. We got to beat Crossville. I just think like the whole fact, the whole thing with it was, is I think mostly every year, at least whenever I was there, I believe uh, it was always Crossville versus Livingston in the district championship. And so it was always like, we've got to beat them in the regular season to show and be like, you're not going to be able to take us come district championship time. We're going to see you there and we're going to take you down. And I don't know. It, I mean, it, it was a rivalry in a sense, but not in the way that you would typically think of a rivalry, I guess. I I don't know. They were just always the ones to beat, like always the people to take down for us. I mean, don't get me wrong, they weren't like – it wasn't like Cookville where we're like, we need to – you know, we need to – I don't know. It was something about playing Crossville was just huge for us, and beating Crossville was always like our number one accomplishment for the regular season was just beating Crossville. So, like I said, I couldn't tell you where that came from, <laughs> I have no idea. I just know that from the time I was there, that was always the goal during the regular season because we always just went head to head. It was always a super, super high speed game. And it was always a really close game too, most of the time. So it was always just a really big thing to one up them during the regular season. So it wasn't exactly Yankees Red Sox where you just didn't like each other. It was, it was more or less just, okay, we know that we're the two best in the district. We need to beat you. I mean, personally, I, I didn't have anything against seeing the Crossville girls. I don't know about the rest of the team, but that wasn't my reason for wanting to beat them. I love the Crossville girls. I've played with some of them with travel and everything. But, no, yeah, that's how, that's how I would describe it is it's just we're the two top teams and we need to, you know, we need to show them who's, who's number one. So now let's talk about that district championship game with them because that, there are several moments from that game. I remember, obviously, I think, was it? 
Jenna that scored on a corner kick to take an early lead, or was it Caitlin? I don't remember which one it was exactly. I couldn't tell you. But I remember that, and then I remember early in the second half because the game was a defensive battle in the first half. And it was just both teams struggled to get possession, struggled to even get a shot on net. Uh, Second half, Cumberland comes out and scores two early goals. And one thing I remember was David Sadler from the sideline yelling, they're going to put two more on y'all if y'all don't shape up. Uh, What was, I guess, what was your, what were how how important was you, were you trying to be positive on the field, you know, with the girls that could hear you or, and I know I've heard you yell, I know all of them could hear you, but but, uh, what what were you trying to do to kind of get that momentum back on, on y'all's side? I mean, like you said, was I trying to be positive? That's that's all I will do. Like, I will – you will never hear me negatively, like, tearing down my teammates because that's just – that's not how I roll. I don't want to be torn down, so I'm not going to do that to other people. Like, that's my whole thing is just keep yelling, keep cheering them on, telling them what's happening that they can't see that I can, and just continuing just to be there for them. Even if it's not really going our way, it's just important for them to know that I'm back there. I've got their back if they will just, they have to keep playing, but I am there for them if they need me. And I'm there to, you know, just help them through it and support them and everything, just just like David is. Uh, but no, it, <laughs> but yeah, it is very important for me to be positive with the girls and just to keep my head in the game, to keep their head in the game. Because sometimes, you know, we all get down occasionally. I'll get down on myself and like, they're all there to pick me up, you know, and be like, hey, you got it. Come on, you got it next time. Don't worry about it. And so I just, do what I can to return the favor to them and just to help keep their heads up for them whenever they start to drop it themselves. So it's just, it's huge to be positive for me. So you mentioned you want to show that you have your backs. I can't remember if it was the region tournament or if it was right before the district, but there was one other moment you had that I remembered and it was a home game. I'm not exactly sure who it was against, but there was somebody from the visiting section that was screaming at, at that point, I don't know. I think it might have been it might have been Maley or who was it? It was the DeKalb County game. It was Emma Sadler. I remember that. Emma. And and you and you at some point you looked over and said, "Hey, you're an adult. You should know better at this point." <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so so, but at, at what point did you draw the line there to say, "Okay, I'm going to defend my teammate"? It was just it. I was already getting really irritated with this guy because I don't know if you were there when it happened, but at the very beginning of the game, like when we were warming up, he was yelling already. He had already started in on I think us. I, I was that. I was already like fired up. I was like, I'm watching this this person. I'm like, I'm never the type. I will never like be disrespectful to an adult because that's just I'm it's not what I'm supposed to do. I'm not going to do it unless that they crossed the line. And the point that I felt that he crossed the line was that whenever he started individually attacking her, uh, because he started just individually telling her and being like, Hey, you need to shut up. And I'm like, no, I'm like, you, you are an adult. I'm like, say whatever you want. You can say to say it to me. I don't care, but you're not saying it to my teammate. Cause I know I just, mm, that, that was, that was a fun night. Uh, (laughs) But I just the line got drawn at the point where he just started individually attacking her. He took it too far, and it was there while there was an injury too on the field as well. So it wasn't like it was in the middle of the game where there was everything going on. The, everyone was silent, and you just hear him yelling at her. And I'm like, no, 
And I'm like, I don't know if she's, I was like, she'll stick up for herself. Don't get me wrong, she will. But I was like, but I'm going to beat her to it. So <laughs> if anybody gets thrown out, it's not going to be her. It, it's going to be me. Cause I'm like, she's not going down for that. Uh, I was not about to let that happen. So. So you guys end up making it to state. Uh, you beat, I remember you beat Kingston in the region championship yeah. and then McMinn Central in the sub-state. Is that so? Because it wasn't. Yeah. It was either them or McMinn County, one of the two. It was, it was either – it was that or flip-flopped one. I, I, don't I, think, know, I don't know what you're saying. I think McMinn Central. I think it might have been them. But you ended up – you shut out both of them, I'm pretty sure. Yes. And then you make it to state tournament. And I remember this very vividly because the it, the game was supposed to happen, I think, on, like, Tuesday. Mm-hmm. And it got pushed back to Friday. Yeah. Uh, one thing David mentioned to me several times was – he enjoyed the he, – he wanted to play, obviously. That was the key. He wanted to play the game. But at the same time, you guys had played so many games in such a short amount of time that y'all hadn't gotten a chance to really enjoy what it was you did. You hadn't gotten a chance to slow down and really take it all in. Uh, do you think that was a blessing in disguise, kind of getting those extra days to kind of just enjoy what you've accomplished with your teammates? honestly if it wouldn't have been for something like that like I don't know if we ever would have been able to stop and just take a breath and be like look at what we're doing and like who knows if we wouldn't have been able to do that we may we wouldn't have realized like our true potential in that game and realized been like yeah we can take them we can do it look what look what we're doing right now I mean we're already making history so I genuinely think that if that might not have happened that the game might not have turned out in the way it did because it just helped everyone realize collectively that we could do it and that we had the ability because we had already been accomplishing so many things. And just having that that time to just rest and just think back on everything that was happening and just to get get to enjoy it with our teammates and just share it and celebrate with each other, it was huge. Like not only, like I said, for just us knowing we can do it, but just for like having a bond as a team still, like just holding on to that, making that tighter, just it was it was a huge blessing in disguise for all of us. So, so what was so you guys? You guys then go to state and you first your first round matchup is against Dyersburg. Yes. Uh, what was that day like leading up to it? Because I'm sure having with the you know the program's never been at that you know the girls program at least has never been to state. Uh, first time you're ever going to play in a state match. What was that feeling like? What was that day like leading up to that? You know, because if I remember correctly, the game was pretty late, too. It didn't start yeah. until, like, 7, I think 7.15, yeah. something like that. It was that. a late game. So what was that whole day like? That day, that was that was probably the second most nerve-wracking day <laughs> next to the first day that I got put into goal whenever I started playing soccer. Uh, it was honest. I mean, for me personally, I was really extremely nervous that day, but I was like – just thinking, overthinking, because that's what I'm, I'm good at is overthinking things. I'm like, what happens? Like, if what if this happens? What if this happens? And me thinking about all these scenarios. But at the same time, like, all my teammates were there. We were all celebrating, getting really hyped up. Like, we had, like, team dinner and stuff together. And we had never really, like, done that before, before the game. And then we had our bus, like, escorted out by the police. And people were, like, lining the streets and, like, cheering for us and, like, waving us off and everything. And it was and like the bus ride there, like we were all super like pumped up on the bus, like listening to music, just having fun, enjoying being around each other, just getting excited. And then I'm sitting over here in the back of my mind, like, oh my God, <laughs> oh my God, it's happening. I'm like, we're going, we're going. But honestly, it was like, 
it was a super just exciting day. It was just full of so much like community among like everybody there, like the team, our parents, our fans, like outside of the team, just like the support that we got for people was just surreal because we had never experienced something like that before. Because, you know, typically like, don't get me wrong, people support other sports, but you know, it's mainly like football, basketball, like people come up to all their games and like are cheering them on and like telling them like, yeah, you got this when they see them during the day and everything like that. Like it's never us. And so experiencing that was just huge. And that was such like a great feeling to have. But the day just overall was just super like exciting, nerve wracking, and just everything like all at once. Like I was happy. I was terrified. I was, there, there was a lot going on up in my head that day, but I was just enjoying it, you know, while we had that time and just enjoying celebrating, getting ready with my teammates. So it was, it was a really, really fun day. Like I'm not going to forget those memories from the bus ride up there because those were some pretty fun times and we got the bus decorated for us and everything and oh it was it was so fun so fun you mentioned being stressed and it's funny because I remember in the middle of a two-to-one game in the state tournament a winner go home I'm sitting over there on the sidelines doing highlights and you're over there in net when the ball's on the other end of the field trying to make me laugh the whole time you were over there like cracking jokes towards me the whole time I don't know what you're talking about that wasn't me that's a lie but it's it's just it's just funny because I sat there and I was just like here is a goalkeeper playing a stressful position in a one goal game in the state tournament and normally you would think that like oh they'll probably just be stone cold stone face killer and you're over you're over here just for some reason yelling at me on the sidelines I don't that's just I just operate better like that I can't if I get like laser focused on something I will stress myself out about it so much I just have to enjoy the moment I mean yeah I'm stressed in the back of my mind I was like terrified but I just have to you know enjoy the moment and just keep a smile on my face because that's how that I play best is whenever I'm just smiling and I'm excited and I'm like yeah I'm in it I'm here like let's go and I'm like saying hi to people and waving at people whenever I the ball is like you know not anywhere near me so I don't that's just honestly that's just <laughs> how I am I, I can't explain that for you at all that's just me <laughs> in my head I think I think the way that I rationalized it was you know it's a good reminder that this ultimately and this is the thing with all sports is ultimately it's children's games you know like the people people always stress about them and yeah. especially in pro sports fans get so live or die on every play <laughs> that you know as you forget to enjoy it because it's just it's a children's game at a certain point so that's how I think I rationalized it um one thing that I do remember from that game was that you didn't face hardly any shots on net I think you only had six in total that you faced and you stopped five of them obviously yeah. including a couple late that were re- <laughs> really difficult looking saves uh, but I want to ask you about one of your teammates because I felt like, especially that week with Region and then her performance at State, one player that always stood out to me that I was like, this could be the next great player, the next Jenna Harris, Caitlin Huntley, Tori Hines, that was Lily. I, yeah. I really thought that she, as a sophomore, was one of the best players on the field at just about any point in any of those games. Um, how How good of a player is she actually, in your opinion? You played with her. You got a chance to watch her up close and personal. Talk about how talented you believe she is. Lily Copeland is one of the most, if like the most talented soccer player that I think I've ever like got to play with and got to be around. Like Lily is so, she's so like versatile. She can play anywhere and do anything in any position. I mean, heck, she's even gone in as a goalkeeper before for me in practice and she has absolutely killed it. I mean, (laughs) 
she's just a natural athlete and she's good at what she does and she enjoys what she does and she just has such a high skill level that you typically don't see in people especially like in a high school level and being a sophomore like you said but she has worked her butt off from like the day that she started playing soccer and she's always working and always pushing to be great and like that shows like she is so talented and she's so good with her feet. Her shots are beautiful. She can get through almost any line of defense that I've ever seen her play against. I mean, Lily is honestly, she's just, she's amazing. Like I swear if that girl does not keep playing past high school, <laughs> I personally will go up to her and be like, what are you doing? You are so talented and you could, you can be so big because you are just, amazing I mean she's just a natural athlete she doesn't even I mean she works at it but she doesn't even have to it's easy for her she just goes out there and just is having fun you know and doing her thing like it's not a big deal for her but she's just she's she's amazing like I could not say enough good things about Lily honestly so speaking about college and about playing at the collegiate level uh obviously all season came to an end you know uh the next day when did the thought of playing college college soccer, when did that begin with you? Or when, when did you eventually say, okay, this is something I want to commit to. I want to play college. I want to play college soccer. Well, see, my problem is that I'm a really, really indecisive person. <laughs> I never make decisions about things. Uh, hence why I didn't sign until like almost the end of school, but uh, end of the school year, but you know, it's fine. Uh, the thought of playing college soccer for me, like, I was always really iffy about it because I was like, do I really want to do that? I'm like, I'm going to have a really heavy course load. I'm not wanting to do just some, like, little, like, I mean, don't get me wrong, any college major is a huge deal, but I'm not wanting to just get some, like, small, like, degree or something. Like, I'm wanting to go into, like, do science-related stuff, work with animals. Like, I'm wanting to get, like, a doctor, a doctorate degree. Like, I'm wanting to do things, you know? And that's not not an easy course load. And I'm just like, am I really going to be able to balance that, have a social life, and do sports all at the same time? So for me, it was honestly kind of a – it was an interesting decision to make. I knew I wanted to play, but I was just terrified that I wouldn't be able to handle it all at once. But whenever it finally started clicking for me was whenever I officially signed with my promoters and everything and I started working with them and I was actually getting reached out to by different colleges and everything. And I'm like, you know, because I was afraid that I wasn't good enough to go. And I was like, you know, I'm like, people want me like they actually like they want to see me play. They want me on their team. They want me to be a part of their program. Maybe I actually should like give this some serious thought. And so whenever the coaches started reaching out to me and stuff and wanted to meet up with me and everything. I was like, okay, I'm like, if I can find, if I can find the right school for me that I think has the best program for me, but has my academic program, I'm going to, I'll do it because I was like, my number one thing is academics. Like that's, that's it. Like, I mean, don't wrong soccer is super important to me, but my academics come first. And I was like, if I can find the program at a school that has an academic program for me, I'll do it. And then hence Lincoln Memorial comes in and I'm like, yeah, let's go. <laughs> We're going. <laughs> I was like, it's perfect. So, I mean, honestly, it, it finally clicked after some long, hard thoughts, many conversations with my mom and just people around me and my teammates and everything. But it, 
it finally clicked and I was like, you know what, I think, I think this is the thing for me. I'm going to do it and I'm just going to be the best that I can be and just hope that it'll all work out. And, you know, it did. So <laughs> it worked out pretty well. So signing day, what was that like then? How much of a gratifying feeling was that? Oh, that was, signing that paper was like one of the most accomplished feelings I've had in a really long time not coming from like directly playing a game or something like I mean don't get me wrong that is probably my most gratifying thing but just being able to finally sign off and be like yeah I'm gonna do this and be like all of my hard work all the hours I spent in practice all the extra training that I did everything that I've gone through and like all the early mornings that I had going to see my speed and agility coach and everything like it all finally had paid off and I was like you know what I finally did it and also the fact that I'm like the first collegiate athlete in my family as well that has ever you know like played a college sport and I'm just like just being able to accomplish that and just being able to finally, you know, see the fruits of my labor from everything. It was such like an amazing feeling. Like it paid off. Like what I did was so worth it. And I would do it over and over again if it meant that I could keep getting that same feeling. Cause that that's something that I don't know if I'll ever be able to top. <laughs> so you briefly mentioned wanting to study, you wanted to work with animals and wanting to study something science related. So what are you studying and what is it you want to do with it? I am studying, I am pre-vet major right now. So I am studying a little bit harder than journalism. I'll tell you that (laughs) (laughs) a little bit harder, Uh, but I'm wanting to just, I want to be a vet personally. I want to not only be a vet, but I want to open up my own vet clinic one day after I get out of grad school and get a couple years of experience under my belt and everything. I just want to do whatever I can to work like with animals, just to help in any way that I can possible, because that's like where my heart is, is with animals. I mean, Personally, I don't like working with people, so I would much rather, much rather work with animals all day, every day, and that's, it's a lot of, like, science-related stuff, and I love science, but I will say, it is much harder than I thought it was going to be. I was like, okay, this is not high school biology anymore, and I'm realizing that every single day, but you know what? I don't regret it, so it's okay, but yeah, I'm wanting to, wanting to be a vet. Hopefully, we'll, we'll see if I get there. I'm hoping. (laughs) So the way I like to end all of these, and I say all of these, I've done two of them so far. So the way I like to end all these is, uh, (laughs) exactly. The the way I like to end all of these, though, uh, is with, you know, give give some free game to younger athletes out there, to to kids. So people that want, or for kids that maybe one day want to be where you are, uh, what what is a piece of advice you would tell them? What's something you would tell your younger self um, in terms of just how to get to the point where you're at? First of all, I would, for to tell myself something, I would tell myself, be like, forget basketball, go play soccer now, start early, because <laughs> not doing it early on honestly hurt me a lot, but that was mostly just because I didn't have many of the resources available that most people would have in order to train, but I would tell myself, start early, take it seriously, I mean, like, I, there's a lot of things I would tell myself in that, in that sense, but just, like, for other kids, I mean, honestly, I would just tell them, be like, find something that you love, try out different things, because sometimes it's it's going to be the thing you least expect. I had no idea that I would ever be playing soccer. That was not something that ever crossed my mind, because I not, was not ever very good with my feet, still not great, but I was like, I'm never going to switch from basketball. Like, don't, don't close the doors to other opportunities whenever you've never given them a chance. 
I mean, there's so many other sports I could have also tried out and may possibly ended up playing as well. I don't know. But thankfully for me, it worked out with one of them. But just don't don't close close your doors. Like find something you love and just keep playing it and keep doing it. And if at some point that you're like, I don't know about this, try something else. I mean, there's always something else out there. And just work hard. Like do the things you're supposed to do. Don't do it halfway. I mean, it's it's only gonna hurt you in the long run whenever you're the one lacking behind and everything and everyone else is, you know, blowing past you and things. But just work hard, find something you love and just stick with it. Because if you don't stick with it, you're not you're not gonna get anywhere. I mean, unless you absolutely hate it, then by all means don't force yourself to do it. But <laughs> if you really are serious about it, then just stick with it, push hard, put in extra work, do more than just act just the practice sessions, do things on your own, work hard, ask questions. And just look for people to help you because there's always someone out there who is willing to work with you and willing to help you. Sometimes you just have to look for them because there's always going to be someone out there who's willing and who's a good match for you to help you as well. Because I never thought I would find somebody to help me that could actually teach me. But, you know, I did. And now look where I'm at. So, I mean, just, you know, just keep going. <laughs> just keep going and it all works out. Very, yep. very wise yep. words. Right It'll there. Work. If, it's, if it's meant to work out, it will. So... <laughs> There we go. Well, that is Livingston Academy legend Tori Hines. This has been the Legends Round Podcast. Thank you for listening.